It's happy hour again from Uptown New Orleans. Hello, I'm Grant Morris. Happy hour is a part of the family of shows on the podcast network. It's neworleans.com. When you walk into a bar in New Orleans and you pull up a bar stool, you never know who's going to be sitting on either side of you. What you do know is no matter what they look like, what they're wearing, whether they're just going out of a limousine or just go out of jail, they're going to be happy to talk to you because that's New Orleans and this is happy hour, a cocktail fueled 60 minutes of random conversation with folks who have nothing in common. Well, that's how we start the show normally. That's how we've been starting the show every week for almost 10 years now. As my co-host Andrew Duhon and I have been in various bars around New Orleans. We started out at the Collins Hotel, then we went somewhere else after they kicked us out of there, Casa Borrega, and then we went to Wayfair, and then we went to some other place on Ferret Street called the Ferret Beer Room. Then we went to the Maple Leaf, where we are currently, except now no bars in New Orleans are open, and so we're still sitting in our homes, strung out across, well, not necessarily that strung out, but in <laughs> our homes, still quarantined, yeah. still quarantined in our homes across the city and, um, and across the, the state and across the country. Asher yeah. Griffith, who's our fa Facebook live feed director, is in, where the hell are you, Asher? I'm in uh, Greer's Ferry, Arkansas. Greer's Ferry. Yeah, you might have heard about uh, G-R-E-E-R-S. Is the first word fairy is the second word fairy. Is there an apostrophe in it? Uh, there's not, but I think there's, you know, probably would have been had the place name been spelled correctly. This is Arkansas, after all. <laughs> um, Indeed. I just well, I've got the, uh, the population. It's yeah. quite interesting. This is Andrew C. Rock C. Rock, who's a we got 855. In That's a big town. That's a Greer's big town. Ferry. Yeah. <laughs> 155 people. 855. Yeah. 855. What is Eight. the coronavirus? Um, what's the spread there? Well, y'all. Producer Graham DePonte. Graham, can you it was at least it was at least like 30 or 40 because the Greer's Ferry Assembly of God all got it. Oh. Um, from wow. a visiting from what? a visiting um Brazilian uh, missionary group, I think. Somebody went from Brazil, Brazil to Ferry. Yeah. yeah, Brazil just became number three in the uh, highest uh, COVID today. This is Monique Pyle, our music producer. Number three between, behind who? Are we still number one? Uh, I think we're still behind three. Russia. Yeah, behind it's us, Italy, and now maybe Brazil. No, I think. it's us, Russia, and Brazil. Oh. Uh, yeah. So the United States is still number one. Still we're number, number one, baby. Yeah. We're, we're number one. one. Right. We're there's, number one. There's no way <laughs> we're going to be knocked finger. off of that, right? <laughs> Here's Chris Roth, who's one of our regular uh, guests on the show for the last couple of weeks since we've been doing this random guest thing. Chris, where are you? You're in Uptown New Orleans, even though I am. On your... I am actually sitting on my porch using a virtual background that looks like I'm on Magazine in Taladano. Right. <laughs> Why would you prefer <laughs> us to think you're on Magazine in Taladano? I just was playing with the virtual background to just, see what I had. Just, just sort of feel dangerous. And here's David Wilkins who's joining us as well from, where are you in Alabama somewhere, right? Just south of Birmingham, Alabama. Roll Tide. Okay, that's right. I forgot about that. Roll Tide. So what is the situation? What's the COVID-19 update from there? Dude, we're, we're opening it up like crazy around here. Bars are open. Uh, restaurants are open with 50%. Wow, 50? Occupancy? Yeah. The bars, you have to be, the bars cannot have, restaurants and bars cannot have a group over eight people. What? Uh, <laughs> yeah. In a bar? At a table, at one table. No, oh, one wow. table okay, can't okay. have more than eight people at it. <laughs> but are the, are the bars actually open? Can you yes, yes, they at are. The bar? You can sit at the bar. What if you have nine no, kids? There's no gap. <laughs> I mean, you, you can sit right next to each other. There may be a gap at the bar, but uh, I haven't been into one yet. I've, I know I know a, a couple of people that went to some bars in Alabama on the beach, uh, I guess near the floor of Bama, and those bars were packed last weekend, they said. It's oh, a packed. goat rodeo, yeah. Wow. David, I have a question. I'm driving through Alabama tomorrow. What town are you in? Pelham, Alabama. I'm, yeah, right, on, I'm right on 65. Home of Oak Mountain Amphitheater, for all of you right. in the know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and how are you in the, the know, way? Thomas? Did you just look that up? No, I, I lived in Hoover, been... which is the next town over from Pelham. For, like, my parents were there for 14 years, and uh, I've spent many a night at Oak Mountain. It's a great, great place. 
Graham, what are you doing on your way over there then? Are you stopping off? I'm not. Actually, I'm on 59, not 65, so that won't work. So you're going to drive straight through. Are you, are you 59 prepared will to take stop you and get something to eat here. somewhere or go to a bathroom? We've got some people in the waiting room who have a strong suspicion that they are not. Um... Okay, let's find out. Anybody Do you have knows? names? We got Diego. Smith, here. Diego, and Is there Alexander. any way you can put these people in the green room and find out what the, who they are before we get? Whoa! Here? I just see, and ten people are waiting. Nine people. Oh my. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's going to get okay, dangerous. Okay, Rock, it's on you. I'm I'm pulling the plug on them. <laughs> Joan Switch with Switch misspelled is somebody. One. Is some of these uh, people who, have got to be who, like, Jack off. Right? Oh, Jack off it. is here, guys, for sure. Wait, we got to get him Here's out. Here's Diego. Sticker. I don't like Diego. Yeah. <laughs> He's got to go. Okay, Xerox on the case. Hilo's got to go. He's joining us for the first time. The last time we did this, we got totally hacked by all sorts of Russian pornography trolls, and they put all sorts of stuff Ooh, out. Jack there we Off go is trying to get in here twice, okay. actually. Asher. That was sounds appropriate. That was good. If I tell you what, if, if it's anybody who's actually having live sex, I think we should let them in. <laughs> Rather, you know what I mean? That, that that takes a bit of bravery, I think. It's a shame you don't have a preview option on the uh, waiting room, right? right? Well, we do. Oh, we you do. do? Oh. Yeah, we just don't know what the hell we're doing, really. Why can't I remove Diego? I'm trying to get yeah, down should, to him. You should be able to remove them. I can't remove Diego. Uh, Why not? Uh, what does it say? Just because I can't. I'm working on it. Rename, put in waiting room, remove. Oh, okay. uh, so Graham, I'm a, uh, I'm, I'm familiar with having strange and wonderful guests come by the house. I'm a member of a, um, a website called Warm Showers. It's for traveling bicyclists. Oh. Uh, they, that sounds very way wow. more suggestive than a cyclist <laughs> website should. Oh my god. See, so can, can you look that up? It's called Warm Showers. Yeah. <laughs> Warmshowers.org. Yeah. I think you get on the FBI's investigation list just by typing that into your computer. Who was the last person you had from Warm Showers? I had a couple of guys from uh, from New York that were actually coming to New Orleans. Uh, they stopped by the house. They had uh, they were they were set designers at hang on, some... hang, hang on. Can you just can you just refresh? This our... totally sounds bad for just sure. Just the geography. I'm just interested in the geography. These people are biking. They're biking. Across, it looks from legit. New York to New Orleans. It's legit. What? How do you get? How do you go through Mobile? No, no, no. Birmingham. They were coming south. So. Oh, Birmingham. Okay. Birmingham. Okay. All right. That makes sense. Okay. So they almost were here. Then they've got as far as almost. Birmingham. Yeah, they, they were they were coming through Birmingham and uh, and they stayed at the house for a couple of nights. Got <laughs> fueled up, soft bed, hot shower, washed their clothes, and uh, then headed on down to. What's the deal? Do they do they tell you when they're on the way? Like, hey. Yeah. They, David, they do. We're in. Someone will send me a text, and I'll immediately respond to them and say no. Send me a message over the website so that I'll be able to check their karma rating on the website to make nice. sure they're legit. Mm. Um, but I've never had a, a you know a bad experience at all. You ever had a bad warm shower? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's pretty guys, interesting. Like, do you bike to them? Do you bike hey, to them and take showers at their place? Other members. Uh, I, I didn't get the part. Do you, the do you reciprocate and go and take showers at other people's places? Um, if I were biking across the country, I would definitely. Yes, but do you? Showers. I don't know. I don't go to other. No, so you, you're just on this to try and get young people to come and stay at your house on their bicycles. It's, yeah. It's uh, <laughs> just a way for me to, you know, instead of having to drive my car around it, you know, people just come by the house and <laughs> less work on my part <laughs> yeah, to, abduct, I'm a to little... abduct somebody. <laughs> Yeah, it does sound like how like the Texas oh Chainsaw God. Massacre gets started. Here. <laughs> what kind of people are, are members of Warm Showers besides you? Who's some more? Uh, are there first people? Guy that, in... First guy that came by was from California. He'd been to Boston. He was on his way back, and he ended up spending uh, spending some time in um, in Alaska, being a dog sled guide uh, in Alaska. Just super interesting people. The currency we trade in is uh, I provide hot meal, warm shower, soft bed, and they tell me stories from the road. You know, 
Wow. And do, what do you do with the stories? Do you record them or do you write them down or anything? I should. I really should. I really should write them all down. But uh, you, you know, should do they a talk. podcast. Yeah. Yeah, that <laughs> actually would be pretty so that would, Yeah. Yeah. I, the, I, hills, I, the hills coming into my neighborhood are just brutal. So uh, I don't get a lot of visitors. The ones that check the, the uh, topographical map beforehand don't stop at my place. <laughs> they just keep mm. going. But, so uh, everyone who everyone who does show up at your house is pretty surprised and winded. Yeah, they are. <laughs> who, who who lives at your house, David? Besides you, just my wife and I and my two dogs. So, uh, in my I'm an empty nester. I got two grown youngins. And uh, where are they? Uh, one's in Birmingham. One's in Eufaula, Alabama. All right. That's in town by Auburn, huh? She, is that person in just, school? No, she's not. She's a uh, she's a special education teacher at a um, at a elementary school down in uh, Eufaula, Alabama, doing, doing God's work down there. That's, uh, how do you spell that place? Eufaula, E-U-F-A-U-L-A. Wow. I want to go back it's, just, just a second. Um, as, as a cyclist, I feel like we seek out like mountains and like steep <laughs> inclines. So like, I'm surprised you said that, like I would, I would kill for a mountain somewhere within it's, 50 miles of new orleans dude these are these are 200 yard hills at like you know 18 19 percent. oh that's nothing you know? yeah but they're <laughs> if you're pulling a if you're pulling a pack up that hill it's a lot uh-huh <laughs> and if you're gravity and i never have been good friends you know so i mm -hmm. despise coming up those hills on my bike andrew you, have you ever done any long-term cycling like that um not long term nothing past you know like 60 miles maybe but my dad definitely has where is your dad today you should have signed in here where are, you, where are your folks hey david how i don't did, know how did you get involved in this warm showers if you yourself aren't really a cyclist i am a cyclist i've done uh done two half ironman triathlons back Aha. 10 15 years there ago there it is <laughs> all right there i've you done go. some some centuries and some metric centuries and stuff like that what does that mean biking 100 miles Yep, centuries, 100 miles, metric centuries, 62 and a half. A metric century. Yeah, that's 100 kilometers for in, in old money. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> that's pretty interesting. I rode to, uh, to Bay St. Louis one time. From right. New Orleans? From New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. There's a pretty big, uh, there's like a very tall bridge um, on the way there. That's definitely closer than 50 miles to Iraq. You could just go and. Yeah, is that like the Industrial Canal Bridge? No, no, not that one. I went around that one because that bridge is scary. Terrifying. But Asher, you're not allowed. Yeah. To, you're not allowed to bike on the highway, though, right? So where did you? How do you uh, do that? Well, I went up to I went up to the lakefront and I like kind of went over next to like the airport and the marina there, and then I came back down through like some neighborhoods. Um, there's a much smaller, less trafficy bridge across the Industrial Canal up there by the airport. And then I went down through some neighborhoods through like the east and got on Chef Monture and then yeah. just okay. stayed on that until it joins up with, uh, you know, Beach Boulevard in Mississippi. Had you planned this out or did you just set out for a bike ride and end up? In <laughs> yeah, we planned, we, planned, we planned it out. <laughs> it wasn't all that. Uh, it wasn't all that hard to do, though, really, in the in the end. So how many miles? Uh, uh, I think it's like 70 miles. How long does that take? I think we did it in about five hours. Nice. That's Not pretty bad. fast, isn't it? David, have, isn't that fast for a bike? Yeah, that's fast. I mean, he's going 15, yeah. 17, 18 miles an hour, something like that. Yeah. That's almost it's... a metric half century. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, Asher, how's your mom? Uh, she's good. Um, unfortunately, she's um, off working on her little house right now, painting. I sent her a, a screenshot of the text you sent me, and she was like, I just can't do it today. So she didn't come. It's a sad situation. We're trying to nah. hook up Asher and his mom to sing a song. I thought yeah. today would be the day. It would be a perfect day, unfortunately. I, I, I wish she was here. I think she'll probably be here next Wednesday. What, what, on what well, we're doing. She what does we? live there, though. She's just going over to work on her other property. Yeah, exactly. And how are you guys getting along? Uh, fine. It's been fine. There's like, uh, there's way more like Fox News around the house than I'd like to see on a <laughs> generally speaking. But um, well, what's the situation with Fox News? What are they saying? 
they are poison, dude. You don't need to even oh, ask dude. that question. You know, it's they're not. You know what? What's the? They're not the even. They're wisdom? not even journalists. Like they're just. They just like. They're all angry podcast hosts, and they're just like screaming ridiculous opinions, and like they do outright, outright blatant racist things. Like I, I, during our meeting, I said this, but I'll say it again, I guess, for the record. Like I remember watching a couple of segments right back to back to each other, where they were like, "And it's pretty much a proven fact at this point that we don't know this, but it's pretty much a proven fact that Wukong, like." has effectively like sabotaged America with this virus, like as if it were something that was a credible thought. And then they went immediately to like this woman who was a black scientist who said like, who said something to the effect of like, this virus is obviously being weaponized against black Americans to which, you know, all these like all the uh, hosts on Fox were just like, that's ridiculous. Can you believe she would think a thing like that? You know, and it's just like, do you guys like that's racist that's blatantly racist like in b- from, from both directions yeah exactly yeah. right yeah and so it's is, like i don't know the, Every, everything they say is stupid <laughs> so wait so if your mom is watching this do you find it hard to make the peace with her about these kinds of things then no it's much different she actually hates it she finds it really annoying but so like, she like watches it to just be informed about the other side's mentality or it's, what? It's my stepdad who watches it. Uh, and, and while my mom actually like tends to agree with it, I guess, because she doesn't have any other news sources where she, you know, get, where she gets her news. She thinks that like, she obviously or honestly believes that all of the news is like Fox news. Not that they're all saying the same things, but that for example, on another news channel they're just barking and screaming stuff that that isn't true about uh about left-wing but from the left-wing right well that's what they think hey what happened to what happened to molly perlmutter i don't know but i don't know barrett's here barrett is here hey barrett yeah johnny cage is trying to join the conversation yeah who's johnny Johnny this is good Maybe we we get some reports. Composer, John Cage. Get some reports from around. Wow, look at Barrett. I was thinking the uh, fighter. <laughs> you want to get rid of okay. Here come the rush. That's Russians. fun. That's fun. Okay, that's that, not even. That was good. That was... <laughs> just came on just to play his. He seems so pleasant. Right? music. That's good. You never know. That's some. <laughs> not Russian quite Zydeco, but. It's and Sherry Searock like, is here. Searock's mom. Like, hey, Sherry. Charles Daniels. Isn't that interesting that these like entries like kind of happen in waves, Andrew? I don't know if Andrew and I are the only people watching this, but like we'll be sitting here talking, and then like ten people will suddenly want to join the thing at once. I don't think we can see that. Maybe they're one. You cannot. You cannot turn that on on the side of you. Could Monique if you put on the participants thing? Okay. Click on click on participants. Okay, here's uh, Ciroc's dad as well. What are you drinking there? Wait, they're on mute. Here, I got them. I'll unmute them. Okay. They have a little latency there, so they might uh, be on the be on the back end of things. Anyway, what did you ask them? What, what are, are you, they drinking? What are you guys drinking? Matcha green tea. Matcha oh. green tea. That sounds how, good. How California of you, right there? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you where where are you guys in California? Um, like Calabasas. Calabasas, and that's just outside of Los Angeles. It's the San Fernando, North San Fernando Valley. North Valley. Okay, so what is the COVID situation out there, Sea Rocks? I don't know. I'm here. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the other Sea Rock people. The Sea Rocks. Uh, well, sea Senior. The numbers are very low, except for the um. There's a senior the nursing home. Yeah, nursing home at like 44. So, are you guys going out? Are you allowed to go out? Yeah. Mass. So is, with masks, okay. So I've got a question about New Orleans for the New Orleanians here. So the deal is here that you can go to a bar here if the bar sells food. Yes, but you can't sit at the bar. But you can actually open your your bar if you own a bar, if you have a food license, right, Monique? If you have a bar and you don't have food, you can't open. Right. If you have a bar and you have a food license, you can open, but people can't sit at the bar. So you have to have either seating or takeout. 
but people can sit there and have a drink in your bar if you serve food if they're six feet apart. Yes. But not at the bar. Or but 20, not at the not bar. Not actually at the bar itself. But right. so you can only allow 25% yes. occupancy. And that's including employees. Mm. Is it really? Oh, yes, it is. But you can it's also really set up <laughs> tables outside, right? In your parking lot. You can take over um, your parking lot with tables, right? Yeah, that would be great. And all if New Orleans had like normal weather, like Calabasas, <laughs> right, maybe. Right. But <laughs> the weather here is not, you know. <laughs> Yeah, nobody wants to sit outside. That's a good point. Yeah. But I, I'm trying to figure out if you uh, if you can serve food, you're allowed to open. I mean, the, the concept here is we're trying to stop the spread of a deadly virus. Right. So why is it more likely that you would catch a deadly virus in a bar that serves no food than one that serves food? Because you're not eating, you're just you're talking, talking. You're, you're getting drunk, and then you lose your inhibitions, and the next thing you know, you're like spitting in somebody's face. Yeah. <laughs> but everybody's if hugging. That, happens every time. <laughs> <laughs> but if I'm eating French fries, I wouldn't do that. Well, I, th I you're think you're less likely to get up and go to the next table and start having a conversation with people right. you don't know than you would in a bar. Okay. All right. So that's I, I the think logic. Also the idea is that you're going to go in there, eat, and then leave rather mm -hmm. than like just go in there and sit indefinitely or until four in the morning or whatever, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay. So the who has birds? Who has birds? Where is the birds coming from? Sorry I'm, to interrupt. I'm outside yeah. right now. Oh, uh, okay. Cool. The outside people. Chris Ross is outside <laughs> and Asher Griffith is outside. Okay, so, the, so Monique, the 25% of people who are allowed in any given establishment include the people who work there. Yes. So you can't even have 25% of your customers' revenue in there. Right. It seems um, insane, doesn't it? It is insane. That's why a lot of places are having a hard time with it and still having to like uh, tout their takeout because it's really, I mean, if you if you went to Giacomo's right now and looked at the floor plan, it's so sad. <laughs> There's like three tables. One three in each room. You know? Yeah, it's just <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's really sad. Well, and it's like, how do you get anyone to work front of house in a situation like this? Like, I know they're not, I know they're not paying them hourly, you know, well, and that's I mean? the thing. So a lot of people who the businesses that got the PPP loans are saying, okay, if you come back to work, I'll, you know, give you the amount that you would be making if you were still on unemployment, you know, cause they have to, because nobody's going to want to come back. Yeah. But the problem with the PPP loan is it only lasts eight weeks. And then after that, then what happens? Are right. we at back at capacity or are we still at 50%, still at 25%? You know, that's the problem. Then people get off the unemployment, go back to work. And then eight weeks later, everybody's like. Just screwed again. Yeah. But what is the, what is the option though? There really is no. I mean, universal, universal basic income. Yeah, if you say if well, you say no, yeah. if you say no to come back to work, then your employer can report you to unemployment, and they'll throw you right. off unemployment too. Right. So right. it's just such a catch twenty two. What they're trying to do is they're trying to change the PPP loan restrictions to help out restaurants to like make it you know a longer period of time. You know, because we're going into summer here, and we all know New Orleans, July and August is dead to begin with. Mm. So it's not like people, tourists are going to be coming in from out of town and, you know, filling up our bars and restaurants. Yeah. Shit. It's a pretty... It's, it's a pretty dark. dire situation. Has anyone, has, does anyone think that they could live without restaurants after going through this for like eight weeks? Like, do, wow. how many restaurants do we need? I like, mean, forever? Yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to say let them all go under or anything stupid like that. But I mean, like, well, this has been a change for all of us. Right. And yeah. ha have we gotten accustomed to not going to restaurants? Do we really need well them? the thing we the thing we haven't been doing is we haven't ha been having a lot of people over to the house that's the big thing with restaurants is i don't want to cook a bunch of food and clean it all up i want to be able to take them out to a restaurant and have somebody else do that um mm. but that's an interesting point that actually thomas that and david yours too because we've got so used to eating out i mean every restaurant was was full every night now people eat out 
all the time. Right. And suddenly now nobody's eating out at all, ever. But there's yeah, so many people go- that are eating takeout. Like, it's way more than I thought. Like, I didn't right. think that it was, people were going to be able to sustain with just takeout. There's a lot of people in New Orleans who love their takeout. Oh, that's great to hear. That's really yeah. good. I've actually learned to cook. I have never cooked mm-hmm. in my life. I have learned to cook. That's awesome. I actually kind of started to like it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this Very is therapeutic. Yeah. yeah, it this is. This is Thomas's point. Could we live without restaurants? Could we have it? Is there going to be some sort of a brave new world in which we don't go out to dinner? But I mean, if I th- had to, I guess, but I think yeah. that's... I've it's been a, away. a little less rich than the one we left behind. For sure. You know, I think I mean, it takes away from our, then our social action, interactions, you know, because that's what we use restaurants for is like the social interaction and going out and the experience. But why couldn't we just go to your house? Yeah. Why couldn't you just bake a loaf of bread or whatever the hell and do it at your house and have the people that you actually care about over? You can, but, you know, I don't know. So that's not going to a restaurant. Yeah, it's it's having it's having people wait on you. It's experience. And that's why I have such a hard time with this is I don't want to go to a restaurant and have somebody with a mask and gloves and paper plates and paper, you know, menus wait on me. That's not the experience. That's not the reason you go out. No, we can totally do that at home. Right. So it's not it's not all about just the food. It's the whole experience because I can cook as Grant knows from my pictures, at home, a restaurant, you know, meal. And that's great and everything, but sometimes you want somebody to wait on you, but not in a mask and gloves. Right. I agree. I I don't even care about food all that much. I just like to go out and hang out. Yeah. Especially in New Orleans, where half of the restaurant experience is about, like, the people you meet just sitting around at the restaurant and the camaraderie, you know, just hanging out, which you can't do at all if you're spread across the restaurant from each other, so. Right. Grant, the last restaurant I went to was with you. That's the last time we went to Chilango's. I wish that place was open. Is that open? I love that place. Where is that? Yeah, I, it is open. I feel like it is open. On Carrollton Avenue. It's excellent. It's great. That's the new Mexican place, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was in Kenner. And then they, yep. I don't know if the Kenner one is still open, but this place is really good. Graham and I had an excellent meal there, didn't we? Yeah, it was great. Whatever we had. That was our last... That was a long time ago now. <laughs> oh, <my laughs> Boy, times have certainly changed since that conversation. Hey, um, who's going to play any music today for us? Anybody? I have a broken tambourine that belongs to my uh, children, if you would like me to yes, tap on it. Something. Am I, the, am I, I, have a, I have a little drum. Am I going to be on the hook for, with the guitar? I'll go yeah, Ashley, yeah. you want to play something? Uh, yeah, do, do it. His, totally. Andrew Duan says, I'm still at the auto shop. was hoping this would be quick, but not so far. I have a small drum machine right here. Wow, do you? Nice. Be like Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who's See, that? Why do you have a drum machine? Are you taking up the drum machine? Um, no, I've always been interested in drum machines. Where's your bass, Andrew? Uh, in my room in your house. Oh. Oh, you left the bass at home? <laughs> what? What is that, Monique? You have like a... I have like a little. Does anyone know Charlie D'Souza? He's trying to join it. Sounds like a real name. That sounds real. I would believe that guy. You're doing an awesome job, Sirak. I've been watching the name of the list list of people trying to get on here. It's awesome. Did you see that Barack Obama was just trying to get in here? I don't know why you didn't let him in here, man. I don't know. There's a lot of important things to say, Andrew. You think that could have really been Barack Obama? Wouldn't that be great if it was, though? Oh, my God, that would be awesome. He's tweeting tweeting right now that he was kicked out of your Zoom. (laughs) (laughs) That'll be the end of this show, dude, for sure. That could be be our episode title. We denied Barack Obama. Bye-bye, Barack Obama. Okay. (laughs) Thanks, Obama. So we've been making this show for 100 years now, almost 10 years, and Ash has been talking about playing the guitar on the show for how many of those, would you say? Oh, uh, three, ooh. four, four, four years now, maybe. Okay, so today oh. is a banner day. I play a song. I'm happy. Okay, Asher. So, tell us before you do this, tell us a little mm. about your musical background. We don't know anything about this. So, you, I know you were in a band uh, at some point. Yeah, well, I've had I've had two bands that um, lasted for quite a while in New Orleans. Um, one was with my um, childhood friend. We grew up together, and my brother and I. 
Um, and we started playing actually right after, uh, I mean, we'd played together since forever, but we started like having a band right after Katrina because we were all kind of much like right now. Um, we all just went to mom's house. And since we had very little else to do pretty much all day, every day, we started a band and we wrote a bunch of songs. So that band was called Love Hog. And um, Love Hog. <laughs> yeah, we were just like a really grungy, heavy blues based trio kind of. Um, and then later I got into a band called Grass Mud Horse, which lasted for a couple of years. Um, and the reason that that one fell apart was actually kind of, I think it was just kind of. Whoa, that what? is that somebody just sent a message from me. I don't know how they did it. And then it's a nasty message. Hey, I did not wow. send it. Good wow. job, man. No, 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 no. Yeah. But I, I don't, I don't like the fact that somebody can do yeah. that. How that happen? They had, they changed their name to your name. Oh. Ah. Oh, wow. But how did they get in? Yeah. How? Who I are mean, they? Somebody sneaked in, the, whoever that was, with a fake name. Are you sure one. they didn't? Can they hack no, me? No. No. They left the meeting. That's a great trick. So you get in the conversation under an assume, under someone else's name who looks real. What are they and, getting from this? Well, you, you can, I would love I mean, to talk can, to these people. Wish well, they, they could get me in trouble if I was like at a work meeting and that happened. Oh <laughs> my God. That's what I, put, I posted on Facebook. I just want these porno people these hackers oh. to, just to, just to hang out and talk to us. <laughs> Let me know. Yeah, right. What makes you think? What? Why would you think that writing something like that is what? What is? What is the object of it? There must be something going on. I mean, it's fun when you're like ten or eleven, <laughs> like when you have a band called Grass Mud Horse or something. Yeah. <laughs> you probably think that's pretty entertaining, but anyway, so we got up to Grass Mud Horse broke up. Sorry. Right. Uh, well, in between. Um, in between Love Hog and Grass Mud Horse, I got a master's in music composition. So, cool. so there was that. Okay. But um, I had assumed at the time that my my career in musical academia would, or my, I don't know, what do you call it? My stint in musical academia would evolve into a career in musical academia, which by the end of my graduate studies, uh, during which time I had taught music theory to the undergrads, I like, a a, a life of chalk dust and red pins was just an absolutely horrifying. Um, so you had to walk away from academia and as far as music, but why did you not want to still be a musician? Well, there were, um, there were a lot of things that I learned um, during my grad career, which were more life lessons than they were actual like, school stuff okay but what's they, the answer to the she, question actually did you think you weren't good enough or you hate music or what what is the um chief chief among them i think is that i'm not i'm near i'm not nearly i wasn't nearly as passionate still i'm not as passionate or as like skilled at music as my colleagues were but i would but i was really passionate about like storytelling through sound and like if i'm honest with myself the thing that i really wanted to do when i was a kid was like do sound for cartoons and nice um, yeah and like i just sort of like i guess enough people told me that was a stupid idea or whatever that eventually i just and you know i mean i definitely had what a lot mean of enough people told you it was a stupid idea what what sort of people just like my you know i had friends who were like don't do a thing like that that's a dumb like thing and then like you know uh, adult people who were like yeah but how are you gonna make your money and then like you know, but doesn't every single person tell you hang on to your dream and don't listen to other people and follow your own <laughs> path? Absolutely not, dude. I'm a philosophy major. Like I know exactly <laughs> who Asher is every piece about. of advice yeah. that you hear oh on every God. kind of self-help person. Says. Oh, not yeah. your parent. You're telling your kids to get out there and get a job. Yeah, yeah. it's that. Yeah, dude, but it's you know what I got for a graduation present? A suit. A suit, <laughs> Branch. All right. Man. Well, that. Look at me. Do I wear a suit? <laughs> it's so funny. And but see, like the sad, the sad truth of that, honestly, is that I pursued a music degree because I thought that would be a solid bet for a career. 
wherein That's actually had I studied, you know, had I studied something like sound production and film, then I'd be hired as hell right now. Right. But I'm not. So, uh, but anyway, that's why I got into radio and why I've been having um, the most productive, like, past year of my life, I guess. Yeah, your little oh. cicada, cicada radio is doing great. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really thrilled with it. We're dropping two new shows, I think, this week. Um, what, tell, well, tell us a little bit about yeah. that. Yeah, tell us about it. Okay, so I started Cicada Radio... Um, because I couldn't find like a, a job producing radio for two good reasons. A, I didn't really have much of a portfolio and B, there aren't any um, companies hiring in New Orleans. The market so, is like, next to non-existent. Yeah, sure. there is no product so, radio basically. Yeah, so I, um, so I decided to make one up. Uh, which for a long time was was just like a handful of stickers with my logo on it, you know, and me telling people that this is what I wanted to do. But then finally, I got into like the Propeller Accelerator program, started making waves, got a couple of friends who were really interested in producing this show called River Runs Backwards, which still hasn't been produced yet, but that got a lot of people interested in Cicada Radio. Like, hmm. And then another wow. idea, which is where the show How Do You Like Your Eggs came from. And that show has really taken off. Like, I mean, according to our analytics anyway, we're pulling like at least a thousand listens a week these days. That's even good. With, yeah. What's so How Do You Like Your Eggs about? is a show about the service industry in New Orleans. Right. So what we got my friend Jake Lewis. He's the guy who uh, approached me with the idea. And so the thing is, we get a guest on there. Um, he and his friend Anna Gowan, who actually has a journalism background, interview a guest while Jake cooks them some eggs, however they like them. And that's just kind of how they start the show is by, you know, talk, talking about how they like their eggs and why, I guess. Right. Just, the only thing I would say about that as, you know, as a production is, <clears throat> is that there's photos from that show in your mm -hmm. kitchen where the interviews are taking place and there's a microphone on the table with a dirty white sock on it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I don't know whether that's meant to be funny or ironic or... I mean, it's hilarious, but honestly, for a long time, it is what I was um, dealing with. See, I got one of these guys now. Now you got a proper good-looking rig there. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, they're like $8 a piece. What? The little... Yeah, the puff thing. The puff... The puff that's eight bucks? Is it really? Yeah. Yeah, dirty sock is like a fraction of that price. You're right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. Well, that's a pretty good introduction to this song. Actually, what are you going right. to Just find them in the dryer. Right. Or behind it, behind the dryer. <laughs> I don't know what I want. I don't know what to play right now. The first thing that popped into my head, I'll just play it. Did you write right. it or are we going to? Nah, this is a song by Dan Reeder. I don't know if any of y'all are fans or not. But, um, How well known is Dan Reeder, like in the sense of copyright? I guess he's probably like... I mean, he was on John Prine's record label for a while. He may still be, but he was, I don't think he's very popular. He's, um, I mean, one time I just like shot him an email and he responded right away, which is indicative to me. Okay, we'll shoot him an email after you play a song and tell him that you played a song and you don't own the copyright to it and not. Okay. Not to come after. Well, please don't sue. Yes, please he don't gave worry me, about it. The reason I wrote him that email was because I wanted permission to use one of his songs in a piece that I was writing for school. Um, and he was like, yeah, whatever, dude, that's cool. And if you figure out what the chords are, let me know. <laughs> Oh, that's great. He probably okay. won't really mind. All right, let's hear it. Well, cowboy says women. He means two different kinds. There's the real kind, and then there's kind in his mind. And the real kind is a mystery that he can't understand. Mind kind, he knows, like the palm of his hand. Yes, the mind kind, he knows, like. Palm of his hand. Those who help get along, doggy. Little doggy get along. The nights on the prairie are lonely and long. He'll camp down in the canyon where the moon, the moon lights the land. And meet them ladies that he understands. And he'll meet them ladies. He understands. 
So bucket your fiddle and play me that song about the two kinds of women and the nights that are long and the camp down in the canyon with the ladies so fine. The one about how cowboys jack off all the time. Yeah, the one about how cowboys jack off all the time. It goes up, get along, doggy. Little doggy, get along. Nights in the prairie are lonely and long. And we'll camp down in the canyon where the moon lights the land. Meet them ladies that we understand, and we'll meet them ladies that we understand. Okay, everybody's muted except me, Asher. So, all right, <laughs> good job. Hey. Don't, don't feel bad that nobody clapped. <laughs> That's great. I wasn't expecting that weird line at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, the I was expecting thing came it. Came out of nowhere. <laughs> you saw it coming. I thought the last line was uh, "meet them ladies in the palm of our hand." Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, what's the name of the writer? Dan Reed. Dan Reader. Yeah. Dan Reader. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. It. Um, what What happened to him? He. Well, he came out with another record recently. Or a single, at least, and it's called the porn song. Um, and uh, I see a theme developing. Theme, in this guy, yeah. Huh? yeah, he's got a lot of really like sardonic, I guess, music about America. He's a he's an expat to Germany now, but I think he gave. I mean, I think he gave up on this place long, long before he's I long gone. Really, even really even warranted it. Wonder if he's a cyclist. <laughs> he's the Randy Newman of songs about pornography for sure. <laughs> He's the edgy version of Randy Newman, right? Or the more edgy version of Randy Newman. I thought it also had a sort of a James Taylor, sort of a sweet baby James yeah. vibe to it. Yeah, maybe so. That's awesome. Yeah, well, I don't know what happened. To, I don't know what he's Well, doing anyway, right Asher, now. that's nice that you I had no idea that you were that could sing and play the guitar like that. Yeah, that's awesome. Hey, well, I thanks. See, <laughs> I see he has, a, he has another song named Food and Pussy. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> they go like, what do you want? We want food, or what do we want? We want a food and pussy. How come? Because that's the way God made me. I said, all right, I guess it must be okay. If you wop, 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 tam, lam, lam. Now, what do we want? We want food and pussy. Man after my heart. Anyway, that's, yeah, that's how it goes. Over <laughs> okay. and over and over again. He's got a big thing where he likes to do that, which I kind of find really brilliant. A lot of the music that I like, that I kind of grew up on, was Mississippi Delta Blues, which is in extremely repetitive. And um, and for, somehow he just like really is able to nail nail something like that, like really hit it out of the park, just singing the same thing over and over again. Right, David. What do you do for fun over there, and whatever the name of that place is you live in? I brew oh. a little beer. I brew a little beer over here. Uh, is there are there bars and is there live music? <laughs> yeah, there are bars and live music. I go to uh, go to the beer hog. A couple of nights a week, we got a little watering hole called the Beer Hog with a nice courtyard where it's uh, sweltering hot in the summertime and blistering cold in the winter. But um, so uh, yeah, meet a few folks over there a couple nights a week. Bar keeps constantly running us out of there about midnight. You get kicked out at midnight. So there, yeah. there's a there's a bar called the Beer Hog, which is where you go. And then Ash's original band was called yeah, Love Hog. Who would have thought? What is the situation out there in the deep south of the hogs? We like pigs. It's a good title for your next song. So Asher's, Asher's, uh, I like, I like Cicadia Radio. I, I love, you know, none of the, none of my uh, overseas friends know about cicadas, but uh, my, uh, my brewing, my my, uh, the brew that I make is called Armadillo brew ah. because I hate those bastards. And my, <laughs> my house, my house sigil is the armadillo. That is that's great. That's a great. So you make your own, you make your own beer out there in Alabama. I make some occasionally, yeah. I'm at, and under the name of Armadillo. Yeah, but I don't sell anything. I just give just it away make to my it friends to drink. Can you right. send us some? Probably so. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Or David, how, like long, how long have you been, how long you been married there? 35 years. 
Got married at the tender age of 18. Wow. Really? Oh my good really? 18. That I'm impressed. <laughs> Have you lived in this small town the whole time? No, I lived in uh, really rural South Alabama for a long time, but uh, they didn't have a lot of computer programming jobs down there. So I had to move to the big city of Birmingham. So, uh, so I'm up here okay. in Birmingham area. Okay. So how many years did you say? 30 what? 35 years. 35. So did you like graduate from high school and immediately tie the knot? Uh, immediately tied the knot the next March after I graduated high school. So you wow. didn't, you didn't get your high school sweetheart knocked up or anything at school. No, no. I didn't have my first kid till we were been married about five years. So okay. uh, it was, uh, we got to know each other for a little while and then, okay. So what's the secret? Oh man, there's no secret. I mean, the secret is it's just hard work, you know, I mean, you not really, no. just, I mean, it's just what hard ha work. You can't, what, is that, what does that mean exactly though? It means you can't have everything that you want and they can't have everything that they want, but together you can have everything that you, you can do a pretty good job and have a really fulfilling life. You know, it's, uh, you can't have everything you want and that person who you're living with and married to can't have everything they want. Right. So nobody's happy. That's the well, even if you weren't married, you wouldn't have everything that you want. Well, maybe right? you're not unhappy, Grant. That's right. part of it too. Well, 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 but you, I mean, you can be, you can certainly be happy without everything that you potentially want. Well, that's you know, not so. a secret to staying married if you're already like that when you're single, though. I mean, if if you're the if the natural state of being is that you can't have everything you want. It's harder to raise a couple of youngins, you know. So I had to increase the uh, the uh, population by a little bit. So I got a couple of fairly well a portion young and so they're okay say what what i'm trying what i'm looking for is good advice from someone who's actually pulled it off for 35 can I, years grant can I, you, can I tell you what my friend doug's father said doug my friend doug told me this in law school his father said the secret to a, a long and happy marriage is don't have lunch don't and what that. that means is don't have what you don't have lunch lunch l-u-n-c-h you go out to lunch with a colleague of the opposite sex and you say it's just lunch, and the next thing you know, you're having an affair. Oh yeah, oh. <laughs> it's that simple. It's so, you know. yeah. Have lunch. That's the kind of advice we're lunch. looking for. Yes. Yeah. I really yeah. thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna you're say welcome. something about. I thought you were gonna say something about like finding time for yourself or something. Like that. Yeah, something. Yeah. So what you're basically something saying spiritual. is keep keep your britches on when you're exactly. supposed to be on. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Don't have coffee. Don't have lunch. This okay. might be a lawyer problem. <laughs> Andrew, I think it's an everybody problem. Oh, nice. Uh I don't know whether that's very useful advice. I mean, I, I mean, the, the idea is the bottom line is don't have an affair with somebody if you want to stay married, which is probably some people would totally disagree with that, of course. Right. We've had past guests yeah, those past said the only way to yeah, stay yeah. married is to have yeah. polyamorous relationships. Yeah, but I think what it means is don't put yourself in situations that might lead to something. Or maybe respect the person. Don't have lunch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> don't yeah. even tempt yourself. Yeah. What you know, my, my wife, parents, my wife was 19 when we got married. You know, we were high school sweethearts. Um, went to art rival high schools, and we didn't know, we didn't know what we were getting into at all. You know, we thought we were madly in love, and we, we were, we were, we were madly in love, but we had no idea what life would throw our way. We just dealt with it as it came along. You know, ended up being okay. And have you been tempted to go have lunch with anybody in the 35-year <laughs> interim? Of course. No, quote unquote lunch. No, I mean I've uh, I've been out with friends at lunch, but never on a you know never on a one on one basis. I don't guess you know. I've kept my britches. I've kept my britches on the whole time. They're supposed to be on. Keep my britches on. That's another good piece yeah. of advice. All right. Did this person ever advise you against like the big office business lunch? Did they were they weary that it was gonna like lead to some sort of Caligula like orgy? <laughs> <laughs> like everybody at the table. Yeah. Right. I mean, we used to go out. We used to go out for our business meetings together. Were you ever reluctant to do that, Graham? <laughs> well, Graham, you're not taking this advice, I assume. Uh, I, I'm not He's married. married. There you go. <laughs> Just handing on the life. advice. <laughs> Monique is the most recently married person here, I believe. Yes, I am. Congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. 
Yeah. <laughs> Don't have a private Zoom. <laughs> well, it's pretty impressive, that David, that you managed to stay married for 35 years and work out of your house. Well, does your wife work at home too? Uh, she used to be the uh, head lunch lady at the uh, at a local middle school, but she had <laughs> um, she had breast cancer, and you know a couple of things came around, and so she doesn't she doesn't work outside the home anymore. Okay, but so, uh, yeah, she, so both you guys are at home all day, and you're working at home, and she's at home too. Yeah. Long before the, lo- before the lockdown happened, even. Yeah, we. The only thing we've been doing now is I don't get to go to Beer Hog every. Uh, you know, every, you know, a couple times a week and she didn't get to go get her hair done, you know, as often as she'd like, but she did go last week. So uh, that's back on the table. Oh, that's good. So when is Beer Hog back on? They were open. They were open Friday night, but uh, I, I went, I went down there, picked up a couple of six packs from the adjoining, uh, the adjoining package store. There were no masks in the whole building. Oh, Nobody wearing a mask, not a bartender, not a patron wearing a mask. And a friend of mine and I, turned around i was wearing a mask in the package store i said we're going back to the house so we sat on my deck and got until 1 30. good and for nobody you ran us off. Yeah, that sounds like a good there for seems, you david there seems to be an increasing <laughs> number of people who don't believe that they're going to get this thing ever yeah and they're not uh, worried about it it just seems to be getting more and more it's, lackadaisical every it's day arrogance isn't it's like the number one anything. selling book on Amazon, like the truth about COVID-19, you know? Plandemic. Yeah, plandemic. <laughs> what pandemic. is plandemic? And how did Bill Gates to get to be blamed for all this? Oh, my God. It's just people got <laughs> nothing better to do right now than sit around and think up this craziness, yeah. you know? So one person thinks it, and then all of the other ones believe it, and the next thing you know, it's the number one seller on Amazon. What, what exactly is plandemic? Can anyone tell us in one sentence? It was a conspiracy. I don't even dabble uh, in that nonsense. Yeah, I got to stay away from that stuff. I don't know how everyone else feels about it, but I can't even dabble, man. What about what? I'm just interested to know what it actually says. They took it down. YouTube, YouTube took it down, so I I never watched it. Oh, really? It's gone. Hmm. Interesting. I don't know. Supposedly it was some conspiracy, but then other people are coming back and saying, oh, so you're going to tell me that every other country in the world is in on this too. Right. That's ridiculous, obviously. It's crazy. Yeah. No, obviously it's a virus. But it's interesting that that people seem to be so determined that we have to end this whole suffering that we're just going to forget that it ever happened and hope that it goes away. It seems to be the new plan. Are people out of masks? is insane the whole uh, uh, th- that a mask that wearing a mask has become the the symbol of everything that's wrong with america or, or yeah. taking right. taking your freedoms away this is all yeah. taking your freedom away by by having to wear a mask what yes it's what? the same libtard people wearing masks are, are the same people who want to take the guns off yeah. well I, po- I posted a sign the other day every store has got no shoes no shirt no service so what <laughs> the hell is the big deal about adding masks to yeah. it yeah. yeah well actually here in new orleans most of the stores around my place have a sign on the door that says now you have to have a mask to go in yeah yeah mm-hmm. so i think people are going to have to get the idea if they want to go shopping in orleans parish maybe that will push people up to jefferson parish to go to you know Dornax or something. What's Are people the mu- out in the French Quarter, right? I would no, empty. French Quarter today, not very many people, and those that were there were mostly not wearing masks. Graham, so you were in the qu- distance. But what were you doing in the quarter today, just wandering around? <laughs> I finally got my car back, and so I decided to take a trip to the quarter and see what was going on. All right. Not much. So pretty. Well, there's still no tourists here, right? I saw people that looked like tourists, but maybe like three. Not a lot. Why the hell would you come here? What is it to do here? There's just, I don't know, people want to, remember people came here right after Katrina. I think people just want to see like a city. Well, that was, it was something to see after Katrina. It was a disaster. I mean, that was an amazing sight. You could see houses all smashed up and cars on the tops of houses and cars and trees. Disaster tourism, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was an exciting time. I could see why you'd come here, but now there's not even anything open. You couldn't even get a meal. I guess you can get a meal somewhere. Yeah, yeah, things are open. Okay, so we have to get out of here, but hang on a second before we do. So, Monique, is Giacomo's open? 
Yeah, today is the first day, uh, 25%. There's a limited menu. You can go online to the website or to Facebook page and see the limited menu. You could eat in, but they require, they're asking people to call and make a reservation since it's such limited seating. You can, like other restaurants, you can walk up and try and get a seat, but you, the restaurant has to treat it like a reservation. So they have to take down the name, the number, right. and stuff like that. So how many people, how many diners can Giacomo's accommodate? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, I haven't been there because I do the catering, but I'm going to ask because uh, the girl who is doing it is going to let me know how tonight went. So um, I'll I'll, I'll find out. Is anything else open that anyone can recommend before we get it as... Is Ch is Chilango's open, Sierra? Um, yeah, as I mean, I I was down there. It was like a few weeks ago, but they were open. They were doing takeout. I wonder if they're open to dine in. Jill, what's happening on the North Shore? That's where I hear people are not taking any. Yeah, you know, I it, it seems to me, in my experience, it's about fifty fifty. Um, people wearing masks and not, but I haven't been out. Like I haven't, I've been to the grocery store and that's it. So I really don't know what people are doing. The traffic is as crazy as ever. So people are going somewhere. Um, as far as restaurants, um, most of them I have not heard that they're reopening for dine-in, but you know, we don't have a lot of restaurants around here that have outdoor seating. So um, maybe that's limiting some from opening, but yeah. Okay, so 50-50. What I want to know, has anyone talked to the Maple Leaf, you know, the next door neighbors of Giacomo's to see what their status is and if we're ever going to be able to reconvene together? <laughs> well, um, they're a bar. They a can't, bar, so they yeah. can't open. So they're all still hanging tight. And right. Phase one. It's waiting. Just yeah. Just phase waiting. one. And we don't want know whether we can go back into a bar until we get to phase two, which is possibly phase three, is it? No, yeah, I think it's the last phase. Will bars be? Yeah, bars and music venues. Oh my God! Yeah, New no, Orleans. Come, the yeah. basis come to of Pelham. New I'll, Orleans. Uh, I'll set set you up a table at the Beer Hog. And, uh, yeah. Okay, David, we're coming to visit you at the Beer Hog, and we expect a warm shower. And I think, <laughs> and I think forty is the uh, number of people that can sit. Jock. I just counted really quickly, but I think it's around forty. Well, maybe. Seems to be quite a few after. 40, 40 is 25% or whatever? I'm thinking. I mean, that's how many seats I counted. I don't know if they'll sit everybody at that. Well, yeah. if you can turn that over twice in a night, I guess that's something. something. I guess, yeah. We'll 80 see. covers. It's respectable, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, everybody. And not when you're used to doing three to four. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, no. Really I'm better. shocked by all this, like, eating out. I've had a burrito and a pizza in the last 10 weeks. <laughs> Everything else has been cooked in-house, man. It's yeah. shocking mm. to me. It's true. Sure. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's an interesting experience. Where did you get your burrito from? Oh, uh, what is it? Is it Felipe's just down the street from my house? Is that oh, yeah. it? Okay. Yeah. That's, yeah. But you it's, have it's, to go to the to the market. So what's the difference between going to the market and going to a restaurant and them, you know, handing you a bag? cost no yeah sure that's, that's mainly <laughs> it i don't know I'm, yeah those ramen yeah cheaper. i'm not earning much of any money so like the <laughs> idea of, of spending more on food i just can't uh, i can't justify it you know what i mean yeah hey everybody thanks for joining us it's been happy hour here for another week this is our very first ever total random show with no guests whatsoever that's, we pulled it off for now. Asha played. Hey, we did it. <laughs> we had some pretty interesting insights into what's going on around town and around the country. And we did actually manage to get some Russian porno. <laughs> Monique wrote us a message about her huge ass. No. Or so. So it's been an altogether pretty successful show. No show will be complete nice. without it. Yeah, very nice. Thanks for joining us, everybody. That's been Happy Hour for another week. The producer of our show is Graham DuPonte. Our music producer is Monique Pyle. Thomas Walsh is our technical director. Andrew Searock. Searock is our digital producer. Asher Griffith is our Facebook live feed director. And today, our musician and our music consultant is Christian Unruh. Our theme music was written by and is currently being played by Mitch Foreman. If you'd like to be on our show, drop us a line. Our address is on our website. Or actually, just go look at our Facebook page and click on the Zoom link. And you can also check out our other happy hours on our um, website. It's neworleans.com. 
that we made previous to this one over the past 10 years, as well as some other shows we make here, including Out to Lunch with Peter Raschuti, Louisiana Eats with Poppy Tucker, and our award-winning podcast about death, which is called Death the Podcast, never more appropriate. You can find other great Louisiana podcasts too at itsacadiana.com and itsbatonrouge.la. And between shows, you can keep up with us on a bunch of time-sucking social media like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can find those links on our website, itsneworleans.com. You can find photos from this show somehow or other on itsneworleans.com and on our It's New Orleans Happy Hour Facebook page and on Instagram. Those photos were taken today by Jill Lafleur, and you can find more of Jill's photos at lafleurphoto.com. If you listen to the show on your favorite podcast app, thanks for subscribing to us. If your podcast app has a share option, try telling a couple of your friends about Happy Hour. Happy Hour is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com. On behalf of Andrew Duhon, whose car is in the shop, and so is he, and all of our Happy Hour crew who are on our show today. Thanks for joining us. I'm Grant Morris. If we manage to stay alive for another seven days, hopefully we'll see you back here next week for more Happy Hour.